Good morning, everyone. We wanted to gather who we could from the teams to make sure everyone was remembering to clock in and clock out at the correct times. Failure to log your hours correctly will result in disciplinary action. As many of you have no doubt missed, we had a new addition to the team this morning. Lei320 will be operating our clock-in procedure from this point forwards. I look forward to getting to know all of you. As our team continues to grow, everyone's continued cooperation is appreciated. So do it. The Rest is Electric, Season 2, Episode 7, Leveraging Your Position. Miss Casella, I have the report you requested. Ah, have a seat, Jordan. Uh, I really just came to drop it off. If you wanted to schedule some time to meet, then I... How have you been, Jordan? I've been all right. Mm-hmm. Work is treating you well? Life outside of work? Uh, yeah. It's been fine. I am, of course, aware of your recent involvement with the Workers' Bond Coalition. I don't see how that is relevant to my work here. Oh, no, you don't? As far as I know, Somnitech doesn't restrict any extracurriculars. Right. It's not in direct violation of your contract. Your hours outside of work are yours to be involved with whatever extracurriculars you may feel like. Okay. So then I... Breaking in after hours, however, is in direct violation of your contract. Excuse me? We ask that the building be clear of all employees for reset days to allow the technicians to complete their work faster. I wasn't here on reset day. You weren't, were you? I wasn't. Jordan, you meet deadlines. The work you produce isn't as subpar as some of the others who work in the marketing or archival department. Besides the glaring lack of backbone, overall, you are a competent employee. Thank you? Competency will only get you so far. I'm not the head of marketing because I can create a legible year-end marketing report. I know how to leverage my knowledge and position advantageously. I'm not sure advancing my career at Somnitech is really my top priority. Evidently. I think maintaining employment might be, though. I would like to ask you some questions about the Coalition, as a matter of professional curiosity. I'm not sure I'll be able to offer much help. Hmm. Okay, we can start easy. Do you know where they will be meeting next? Hmm, I do not know. Really? All right, how about when? Uh, I'm not sure. You're not sure? The foreman hasn't told you? As I assume he's been organizing the gatherings for some time now. Well, it wasn't obvious to me who was or wasn't organizing the group. Let me be a little clearer. Hmm? 
A month ago, your value to me was low enough that I felt little guilt over seeing you transfer to somewhere as unsafe as manufacturing. Currently, you have information that I am interested in, which means that you are in a very rare position to secure leverage of your own. Otherwise, I would be more than happy to recommend you were placed on temporary hold. I'm sorry. I don't think I have any information that will help you. I suggest you think about it further. I won't. Fine. You may leave. Did you still want I me said to you may leave. Fiona, do you have a minute? Mm hmm. Now I'm learning about something called the best ball strategy for our next league. It's about Miss Kisella. You know what? I think I can take a five. Level five, marketing. You heard about Susan, right? I did. You think she's been redesignated? Yeah. Ground level. Lobby, manufacturing, and mailroom. Okay, what's going on? Am I allowed in the loop now? Fiona, it's not that you aren't. I just want to be careful. And I was right, anyway. When I dropped off the files in her office, she laid into me about the coalition. What? What happened? She wanted details about their meetings and told me that if I didn't cooperate, she'd see about placing me on a temporary hold. Oh, shit. Do you think she'll follow through? I have no idea. We still don't even know what would happen to me if she did. Other than you disappear and maybe end up dead in pod storage. Yeah, if possible, that's something I'd like to avoid. <laughs> Morning, I haven't been able to stop feeling like they redesignated Susan because she let us in on reset day. I had the same thought. But how would they have known? The building does have other security. And I've been thinking about Kisela. She's so invested in whatever is going on behind the scenes. And is almost always one step ahead of us. And? I don't know. I mean, have we considered... Like... We don't know who the CEO is. We don't have any real concrete evidence on them. And Casella does seem to be on top of everything that's been going on. What, you think she's the CEO? I don't know. It's just something to consider. I mean, I guess, but I've been her assistant for like four years now. I feel like I would have noticed. Yeah. Probably. Uh, I should get back to my desk before Miss Casella realizes we snuck off. Are you coming? I should give the foreman a call. Just a heads up about Casella. Right. See you later, then. Okay. Come on, come on, come on. Please pick up. Come on, foreman. Ah. Jordan, it's good to hear from you. Is there something I can help you with? 
Hi, Foreman. I wanted to call you to let you know Miss Casella knows I've been coming to coalition meetings and is very adamant about finding out where they're being held. Uh, yes, she does seem to be increasingly concerned about our meetings. Uh, your discretion is very much appreciated. I also wanted to ask, just because you were more involved with everything that was going on here, is there any chance that Miss Casella is higher up than she lets on? How do you mean? We don't have an officially declared CFO. Our CEO also has no public presence. Is there any chance Miss Casella isn't just the head of marketing? It is a possibility, though I'm not sure how likely of one. I only ever interacted with the CEO through Miss Casella, and know little about them beyond that. It is, admittedly, unorthodox that Somnitech operates without a CFO. Yeah, for a company our size, you'd think they'd need one. <laughs> Indeed. How are things on your end? Decker said he asked you for some favor? Decker had inquired about investigating Somnitech's competitors. And I believe I've been able to convince one of the Coalition representatives from Orbitera to grant him access to their building, if he was still dedicated to pursuing that. Great. Yeah, Shay thinks they might be tied to the disappearances. Somehow. Well, I'm glad to offer assistance where I can. Thanks. All right, well, I should get back to work. I just wanted to step out and give you a heads up about Casella. Uh, before you go, if you're interested, I was thinking that perhaps you could assist me? in running the next gathering? I would lead the meeting, but I thought you could help expand on some points as we went along. Oh. Really? Uh... I mean, I haven't been coming that long. Uh, there is no expectation if you do not want to. But I have a feeling you would be well suited for it. Sure. Yeah, I can try it out. Decker, I'm just on my way into May Spaldings for the pitch. Awesome! Your first mission! Okay, your job is super one-on-one, but have you ever interrogated anyone before? I haven't. You want to be direct, but not too direct. Make her feel at ease, but also don't let her relax and think she's got the upper hand. If she offers you anything to drink, do not take it. She'll definitely have poisoned it. But most importantly, have fun! Okay. In... Directly direct, comfortable but alert, don't drink poison. And fun. You got this. Hello, Miss Spalding. I'm Valerie Pryor. I called the other day about deoxykits. Ah, yes, Valerie, of course. Come on in. You're very punctual. Oh, wow. Uh, sorry. Oh. I just almost stepped on one of your mice? Ah, yes. Those are mech mice. They were a prototype for a line of AI pet tech. The company that developed them fell apart, though, and I thought they could use a home instead of being scrapped for parts. They're... um, very sweet. Yes, it's a wonder the concept didn't work out. They're very caring and very low maintenance. My sitting room is just through here. I must admit I was surprised to get your call. I don't have much company these days. To be completely honest, I actually am something of a fan of your journalism. I had come across some of your early articles online, so when I found out you lived in the same district as me, I really wanted to meet you. 
And with all of your work on covering new and upcoming technology, I thought deoxy kits might interest you. Oh, well, that's very flattering. Thank you. I didn't realize any of my articles were still floating around out there. There were a number I was able to find through online forums. I wanted to ask, though. There was one article I wasn't able to find. It was the one you wrote about Somnotech when they were just starting out. Ah, yes. That was an earlier one. You weren't around then, but we were still using the old domains. When everything switched over, innumerable web pages were lost, that article included. I'm really interested in just learning a little bit more about their company history. You don't maybe have a copy still lying around? I don't believe I do. I hold on to very little. Except for the mice. If I'm remembering correctly, there is an archival facility that may have held on to a copy of the article. Their holdings deal mainly with retained web pages from the old domains. Do you happen to know where that is? Yes. Yes. They're out in Sector 15. Let me just write down the address for you. Thank you. Do you maybe remember any details from the article at least? The actual content I don't, but parts of the interview, yes. I remember he was a little odd, very focused. This was the founder? Yes, Lucas Cartwright. He had a very humble beginnings kind of story. He started the company out of a hotel room as he didn't have stable housing at the time. The first Somnotech office was just a floor of rented out rooms in the hotel that many of the employees lived out of. The company was gaining some notoriety at the time, and I recall he seemed surprised that his sleep pods were doing so well in what was even at the time a bit of a saturated market. That's all I can really remember, unfortunately. No, that's plenty. Thank you. I haven't even told you about deoxy kits yet. I'm so sorry. My demonstration kit should be nearly thawed by now. Let me just... Oh, no, don't worry about that. The company is appreciated. I would be more than happy to purchase a kit. Really? That's amazing. I have the sign-up papers in my bag. Wonderful. I can prepare some tea while I look over them. Do you drink tea? Season 2 of The Rest is Electric is dedicated to the memory of Brian Wade. The show is co-produced by Michael Wanless and Nicola Wanless. This episode was directed by Elisa Braddock. It was written by Nicola Wanless, production managed and stage managed by Wei Ching Tan, sound designed by Michael Wanless, and sound edited by Olivia Wheeler. It featured Anna Morielli as Jordan, Patrick Jeffrey as Decker, Espor Segbeaya as Fiona, Songi Han as Miss Casella, Paul Warren as The Foreman, and Noxie as Valerie. As well, this episode we had Kayla Ross as the elevator voice, Megan Eileen Coates-Jovi as Leah I-320, and Madeline Savoie as Mae Spaulding. This entire season was recorded at Studio Hot Biscuit, where we were helped by our amazing recording engineers Ian Booth and Q Gordon. Our logo design was done by the immensely talented Julia Gascoigne. This season was in part made possible by a generous grant we received from the Canada Council for the Arts, and we would like to thank them for their support. 
As well, we want to extend a huge thank you to all of our Patreon donors, including Leslie Hernandez, Mars, Chimidem Ohebu, and Mark Moriali. If you would also like to donate to us, you can find our Patreon at patreon.com slash the rest is electric. Episode 8 will be coming out April 25th, and you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Rest is Electric, or email us at restiselectricpodcast at gmail.com. We have more information, including transcripts of episodes, available on our website, restiselectric.com.